the time now, quarter past ten, and it's time for a pinch of salt. Good morning, Peter Goffwood. Vanessa, how are you this morning? I'm doing yes. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, I I was was busy telling you that yesterday was Men Make Dinner Day, and yes. um, yeah. And I I just think that um, your wife and me, we're the luckiest people on the on on the planet because um, yes. my hubby and you um, make dinner every night. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I was going to say men make dinner night. That was Thursday. We call that Thursday in our house. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, but again, it's always been one of those things that that, that Lee has a, has this theory: uh, why bark when you have your own dog? Uh-huh. You know, and I suppose it uh, it makes perfect sense. It um, does indeed. I, I think it's uh, I think it's something that's changing. It's something that uh, we delved in and have been delving into for quite a while. Um, with a with a cooking course called uh, Kitchen Cowboys, which is mm. specifically a cooking course for men. Ah. Uh, and we always got we always got uh, uh, you know um, uh, comment on or attack because always that sexist just having a cooking course that excludes women. And I said that actually the the foundation foundation behind it is quite simple because men are becoming much more proficient in the kitchen. They certainly mm. they certainly need to be, and they're certainly enjoying it more. You know, I think as over time as traditional roles have changed that. Where, where in most in most households you have two professional couples, two couples. So it's not a case of one person is necessarily at home all day, um, you know, whether it's looking off kids or or doing what what some executives do. But more often than not, both both partners are are, are working. Yeah. You know, and so someone has to be responsible for doing the shopping, the chopping, and the cooking. So, so you know, why why there is no more there are no more sort of traditional roles in that regard in a lot of households. Um, and so this, this business of a, men, a men's cooking class was actually quite interesting. And one of the reasons we kept it exclusive and only for men was, was, was that men are still quite daunted about cooking. Um, you know, obviously there are loads that, that, that thoroughly enjoy it and, 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 and do it quite a lot. But a lot of men, you know, are finding this new role quite, uh, quite intimidating. And what we found was that whenever we did have mixed classes, men would never ask questions. Ah. They wouldn't ask anything that would maybe look make them look foolish or not knowledgeable. Um, but as soon as it was just all guys, they would ask the stupidest question. Well, not the stupidest question, mm. but they would they would be prepared to look foolish in front of the, in front of other men yeah. and their mates and ask the, asking questions that may seem doff, that's or right. uninformed, or, or obvious. Mm. And and we found that the guys were far more receptive and interested in, in getting stuck into the cooking if they weren't. As soon as there were females present, there was an element of competition, and there was an element of bravado and wanting to look good, <laughs> you know. And, and once we removed that from the, set, I mean, you know what it's like to sit around a table with eight guys and they're talking about shopping and where to get great anchovies and the, who makes <laughs> the best bread. And I mean, it's you know when I tell this to I tell this to women who, who, whose husbands or partners have done the course, they won't believe that we do. We sit around and talk about ingredients and shopping and bits and pieces. And it's actually quite funny because one of the things, when I, I got a lot of sort of positive feedback from partners and one of them was, woman phoned me up and she said, if she just wanted to say thank you for her new range of pots and pans. I said, I, I, I don't know what you mean. She said, since they've been married, they've been cooking on the same old 
hammered and uh, distressed, beaten up aluminium pots that they had when they were students. And now since Hubby has done the course, they've gone out and bought the new state-of-the-art range of stainless steel pans, new knives, all the bits and pieces. The partner only cooks once a week. But she at least gets to use them for the rest of the time. And if she hadn't done the course, he never would have got all the gear. So you know. And I'm sure, I'm sure he would have said to her, "No, no, no." I'm sure before that he would have said, "No, no." Well, these pots have been doing so well for so long. Why do you want to change now? Until he yeah. had to cook on them. So yeah, well, there that's we true. go. <laughs> well, that's exactly. I mean, it's interesting. You had other stories, but um, one of the partners she said, "Oh, you know, now shopping with this guy has become unbearable. He has to take his own trolley." Um, and get his own ingredients because he keeps up coming to my and saying, "Oh, is that is that local olive oil?" I know Pete says we can't use the imported <laughs> olive oil; it must be local. <laughs> Those the wrong olives. And she eventually said, "You know what? Get your trolley, get your own ingredients, and I will shop for the rest of the house." So it's, it's a revolution that's changed, you know. And and I think men have migrated from the kind of from the braai, um, you know, into the kitchen. You know, the, the dad often was traditional sort of he brides on a Sunday. But, you know, that idea mm. of brying meant he stood by the fire, you know, someone bought him a pan, uh, you know, a, a steel tray with chops and balls and stuff in it, and he put it on the fire and put it back in the pan, and that was his idea of providing dinner. Yes. You know? Um, Sounds like my dad. <laughs> the garlic bread and the, and the, and the but rate with the baked potatoes and all the stuff that went with it still had to magically appear from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I think that's changed, you know, and I think that's what the strength of the courses and the strength of, of, of men getting more involved in the kitchen was. A lot of guys actually enjoyed it and, and wanted to take it a little bit further. You know, the other thing, of course, that, 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 that one of the reasons we started the, the Kitchen Cowboys um, class in the first place stems from many, many years ago when I was at university with a group of male friends. And we realized that our success rate with women was far higher if we cooked dinner at home than if we took women out to a restaurant for a meal. And so what used to happen was, because you you had this controlled environment, so not only did you have this controlled environment, but the fact that you obviously spend all day shopping and planning and lighting candles meant that you'd been thinking about your date all day long. And that was, was more about the effort than the dinner itself. Yeah, absolutely. It, it kind of stemmed from there because what we ended up used to doing was I used to have mates who'd, who'd have a date on a Saturday night and then I'd send them a shopping list and they'd have to get double of everything and on Friday evening I'd go around to the house <laughs> and we'd cook the meal together and then they'd replicate it the next night on their own. You know? Oh, that sounds um, amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a good laugh because uh, that you're a mate, you're, well, you're a friend in a million because I don't know how many guys <laughs> would do that um, for their friends, but I think that's absolutely amazing. Well, one of the, one of the best instances was it was a, it was a, it was a scenario we concocted. We had a group of friends, um, uh, and, and we we came up with the, the perfect, what we used to call the, the perfect spade work meal. And we were trying to <laughs> find a scenario where we could really push it to the limit. So, But we had to wait till one of our mates um, dated someone who didn't know any of his friends so that we could pull off. So that finally happened. It took us about four months before someone said, I've got a date, and she's never met any of you guys. So we set up this scenario. We lived in we lived in a ho- uh, 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 like a commune in 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 in, uh, in Johannesburg in the Kruger. There was six of us in the house, and so we 
cleared everybody out the house and we, we set up this little lone dining room in the middle of it. We put, you know, beautiful tablecloth and candles and everything. And so what my mate Tim had been doing throughout the week is is priming this, this girl over conversations on the phone about what her favorite food was, what wine she liked, and that kind of stuff. And they were going to go and see a movie and then go for dinner afterwards. So we set up this quasi-restaurant in, uh, in, in the house. We, so we kicked everyone else out. And I cooked all day. And then two of us got dressed up in our waiters' outfits with the black trousers, white shirts, bow ties, um, aprons. We even, we even gelled back our hair and, and drew little fake moustaches on. <laughs> and, and, and she arrived at this house and we greeted her, ah, Mr. Carter, so good to see you again. And she came in and she was very, she thought, she thought it was hilarious until none of us laughed. And we were Guido and Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> and we proceeded to sit down and we had these menus made up and, 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 then, and then Tim said to us, so what is the chef's speciality this evening? And we rattled off all three courses of her favorite dishes that we prepared. And um, so we and we did this whole silver service number. We kept disappearing out to the kitchen to go have a couple of beers because we couldn't laugh. And we had to go out the back to laugh and we had to come in and keep a straight face. And at first she was thought it was a bit of a joke and then she wasn't sure, you know. And, and she said, do you bring all the women here? She said, oh, no, no, this is just, he does this. It's a private club and he only usually has this for business, but this is the first time he's ever had a woman to the to the to the, to the club. <laughs> and it worked a treat. And the last course was a was my favourite was Don Pedro's and so oh. we made a dug of a, a, a bowl of strawberries and a jug of Don Pedro's and we left it in the fridge with some frosted glasses. And so we kind of like we cleared the main course, we bowed and we left. And we had our clothes in the car, went to a friend's house up the road, showered and we went to a party. And, and, and it was kind of this favorite meal. And, and ever since then, all of my mates have learned how to cook because they saw the value in it. You, and so it's quite funny how more and more men are doing that. And, and most women will tell you, you know, um, there's nothing quite as attractive as a man who can, who can, you know, knock up a bit of breakfast or knows how to make a decent omelette. Yes. You know, there's, there's, you, the days of just, pass me the chop so I can dry. Days are over, guys. are of becoming, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those funny things that, that professionally, it's funny how there's a crossover because for hundreds of years, only men cook professionally and only women cook domestic. Mm. But now the complete, it's turned on its head now. You know, some of the finest chefs in the world are now women and now a lot more men, you know, are, are, are hanging out, you know, or donning their apron in the yes. kitchen and, and doing a bit of baking and making some banana bread. Oh, and, and bread. A half yeah. brunch. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm I listening. Change, which I think is fantastic, really. Definitely, you sounded like you guys were way ahead of your time. You could have started Tinder with that, because you know. Yeah, you're, it's true. You could have yeah. Tinder, like a, 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 you know, like a feed Tinder. <laughs> One of the greatest examples where I saw how how things are changing was it was it was about two or three years ago. I was I was on my way home from 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 a function from work, so I had my chef's whites on. And I just stopped in a local, um, one of those little kind of satellite woolworths to just get some bits and pieces to make dinner on the way home. And it was these four young lads, must have been, I don't know, 17, 18, and there was like five of them, they were dressed, I mean, they looked like a boy band, you know, they were all... <laughs> Very hip. To the nines, and they had, with them, they had a, they had a, a, a one of Jamie Oliver's cookbooks. And they were, they were roughing over, and they came over to ask me something because they, they could see I was a chef. And I forget what they asked, but 
they were after ingredients or cuff of something they couldn't find. And they said, what do we do? And I said, okay, I took them to the fridge. I said, look, this will work perfectly for that recipe. And then I said, what's going on? I said, no, 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 we've got, we've got some girls coming for dinner tonight. And, just, <laughs> and they were so animated. And the guys had a trolley and they had this list and five of them were shopping because they were making this dinner this evening, you know, for, for their various partners and dates. So I think it was, it was quite, to me, it was brilliant. I thought that mm. was fantastic. The fact that they had a cookbook. Yes. You know, not only were they cooking, but they had actually either booked, bought or borrowed a cookbook and were venturing out into a supermarket to buy ingredients. So I think, I think it's changed, and I think yeah, uh-huh. that men make dinner night is a, is a, is something that's here to stay. And if it, if it doesn't, then you must get your yeah. partners in. We had a corporate evening once um, where we often do these things where corporates all come together like a team building exercise, and we divide everyone into teams, and everybody gets to cook together. And we had these, and I still remember, because it, it was these two young, two young colored guys. And we said, okay, you guys are cooking your dinner tonight. The look on their faces was, I mean, uh, quite, so it, was, it was either dismay or disgust. And you could see these two young men had gone from their mother's house to their wife's house. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. From their mother's, their mother's making food to the wife making food. Yes. And, 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 and there's no, there was no kind of time on their own. We were ever single and had to fend for themselves. And they were not happy. And but they made this curry. We gave them this recipe. By the end of the evening, oh my word, seventy thousand selfies of them staring pots <laughs> curry. I had to print up recipes, separate recipes for these two guys, and they were already planning how they were in a shop on Saturday and on Sunday lunch. They were wiping their moms and their wives and their grands. They would cook the curry again on Sunday. It was amazing. This transformation from never having tending for themselves in the kitchen uh, to now all of a sudden they had a recipe and realised how easy it was, you know. Fantastic. That transformation was quite something. It was fantastic. Well, I know that Tim won me over with uh, chocolate mousse, genuine chocolate mousse made with with bar one. Oh, wow. Yes. Winner, winner. Eh? Never made it again, but um, <laughs> well, he didn't need to, did he? He didn't need to make it. Again. No, no, he won me over with that, and 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 it's exactly. absolutely fantastic. So I and I think that that's the thing. And there are a couple of you know, and then I think about when we used to go and visit um, his brother, and his brother was married to a lady who could not cook, and um, yep. so every time Tim arrived, um, you know, he would get dinner, but he would ask for the traditional rice flakes and artipals meal, you know, and Tim would make yeah. that, and then he would invite friends over and suddenly he would be making one of the meals I remember was he made um, roast chicken with an orange sauce and whatever and I was like oh my goodness you know and I thought oranges and chicken are you crazy and um, it was just delicious and absolutely wonderful and he he just loved the entertainment value of it was just wonderful it kept me out of the kitchen for about a year because then I was like your guys that you would (laughs) you had when Tim cooked I left because I was like oh my goodness I can't do this but um yeah. but it was just wonderful and um but i'll never forget the chocolate mousse it was mm, absolutely delicious there we go you mm. know, that, that, that's the lasting power of, of being able to cook food you know it's i mean it, it's not difficult you know if you can read yeah. you can follow a recipe and i think that's one of the, the things the takeaway from us was from from doing the various cooking courses and, and the evenings that we've done it has been confidence yeah. Guys have been confident to then, you know, work from a recipe going, okay, well, I can open any book and have a look because it's not, unless it says, you know, it takes three days to prepare, but here's yeah. the shopping list and 
saute this in the pan, pop this in an oven at 180 degrees for 45 minutes. You know, that's the thing. And, and, and so for anyone who's, who's, who's a little bit, finds it a little bit frightening, mm. give it a whirl. You know? It's all trial and error. I mean, oh, please, uh, I've been cooking for 35, for 35 years um, professionally, and I've burnt and messed up my fair <laughs> share of meals. And, uh, you know, the thing, about, the thing about when you're cooking for your partner or prospective partner, trust me, they'll be forgiving. I yeah. had one or two of my favorite meals, which well, one I remember, which I, uh, when I was, used to live in Durban and I was still student days, um, I forgot it in the oven. And it, I mean, literally, it almost caught fire. But the results of the afternoon were still positive because I'd made an effort. And the mm. fact that we didn't get main course was neither here nor there. Yeah, absolutely. I must admit, get dessert that day, so it was very successful. <laughs> Peter, I, this is your stories have been amazing. I love listening to this and uh, the shift in how men and women perceive the roles in the kitchen and cooking and things like that. I know that um, we wanted to talk about sustainable fishing, but are we going to have or fish? Are we going to have to leave that over till next week? Um, yes, I think so. Absolutely, but I think um, it's 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 been a really great conversation in terms of how the roles have changed and uh, how people view food. And I always say to I've got my my youngest knows how to cook. Um, my oldest, nah, not really interested. But uh, I know that he can cook, um, and mm-hmm. I know that one day it's going to take that special someone um, to yeah. really get that going. And I think maybe that's some. I, I think I've often t- said to myself, don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. He will be able to do it one day because um, yeah. it will take that special someone um, to draw out, uh, just as those young men had the cookbook with them. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. I've enjoyed it this morning. Cool, fantastic. Well, until next week, uh, and so be with you. Absolutely. Bye-bye.